Hey everyone, welcome to season two of Just Mental Health with Steph and M, the podcast where we discuss mental health through a social justice lens. I'm Emily. And I'm Stephanie. A quick disclaimer before we get started, we are mental health professionals, but this is not to be taken as professional advice. We are also aware that our privilege may cloud our perspective on some topics, and we not only welcome but encourage you to message us with criticism and correction. Let's get started. So we are super excited to be back after two weeks off. Yes, self-care. Yes. So let's get uh, into our small business shout out. Um, So the small business for this week is called Junior Chefs, and it is... Virtual kids cooking classes, empowering kids to make dinner for a change, affordable and a great life skill to acquire. So you can find them on Facebook or on their website. Um, So let's see. So um, looks like Molly and Shannon are the uh, CEOs and they have a mission of to learn, create masterpieces, eat, and understand the basics of cooking within a safe and engaging environment. So they have in-person and online classes, parties, a a shop. Um, Let's just give a quick look at a few examples of the cooking classes. Spinach and artichoke dip, diner favorites, Chinese, Greek, Latin, Italian. So it looks really cool. Um, So like I said, you can find them on Facebook or um, on their website. It's called Junior Chefs. So definitely reach out if you're interested in participating in these cooking classes. That's adorable. Yeah, that's a really cool idea. Yeah. So let's get started on our topic. Um, today we're going to be talking about talking a talking about talking about politics <laughs> um, with your therapist or with your client. We're um, going to do both. So both uh, both ways. Um, so I think we we wanted to do this topic because you know, talking about your political views tends to be kind of taboo. Um, Like some would say it's not socially acceptable to ask someone what their political views are or um, discuss it. But that can be really problematic in many contexts, such as um, mental health services, because political views have a direct impact on people's mental health. Um, Politics has a direct impact on mental health and, you know, it has an impact on our lives um, and anything, you know, anything that affects any part of your life can have an impact on your mental health. So if you, Mm -hmm. um, you know, if it's not proper etiquette, quote unquote, to um, talk about these things, then that's doing a really big, disservice um right exactly and i mean since we are you know products of the environment we live in and we have to 
live under whatever the legal social rules are, you know, for our society, um, how you vote and what you give money to and what you speak up for and what you speak out against. And all those things are very important because they not only affect you, but they affect everyone else. And especially if you are um, in a marginalized demographic, um, then you're even more affected by who's the president, who's in Congress, who is your senator, who is the, you know, the governor of your state, like what laws are being passed, what things are being enforced. Um, and, and so, you know, without going into a big topic of like how uh, policies and politics affect marginalized groups, um, we can kind of all maybe all agree that the past year, year and a half, um, when things were really just sort of um, all over the place in the world, things were scary, nobody knew it was going to happen, things were unpredictable, it was very traumatic in a lot of ways, and that had, with the pandemic, that had a huge effect on so many people's mental health, people who had never, maybe never had mental health issues before, suddenly, you know, started having them. And that's because of a lot of directly related to a lot of the decisions that were being made by the people that we elect and put in charge. And it wasn't just our country, it was the whole world. And Mm -hmm. so that's a very clear example that I think everyone can agree that politics will affect your mental health. Um, But even it doesn't even have to be that extreme because especially if we're talking about um, people of color or people of margin marginalized groups, they are experiencing that level every day. Mm-hmm. And they've been experiencing that since the beginning. So um, yeah, that's why politics. Huh? Sorry, go ahead. Okay. I was just going to say, that's why it's so important um, to mental health. And you can't always separate the two. And that's what we're going to kind of get into is why you, why that would ever need to come up in this therapy session mm-hmm. and how the client can handle it, how the therapist can handle it. And this is like, you know, I mean, our, our podcast. So for those of you who don't, who, who, who didn't uh, pick up on it, just mental health podcast through a social justice lens, just mental health. Um, I realize we never actually explained that. We never did. You're right. Um, but like, you know, social justice, mm-hmm. politics, you know. They're, right. And you we're know, both like, social workers. We both have social right. worker degree so and licenses. Like, um, mm-hmm. you know, the way that social or social justice slash politics affects mental health is like the premise of our podcast. Yeah. Um. So what we want to go into today is um, how to talk, how to talk about it. If you're not a therapist, how to talk about it with your therapist. If you are a therapist, how to talk about it with your client. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can start from like the client's per- per- perspective. Oh gosh, we can start from the client's perspective first, if you want. Yeah. So oh. I 
I think that um, anyone who is looking for a therapist, this might be a hot take, but I would encourage anyone looking for a therapist to ask their potential therapist what their political views are. You know, I I, th- I think that um, especially if you are of a marginalized population, you don't, there, there are certain views that are not, it, it's not going to work for you as um, mm-hmm. certain people with certain political views are not going to be a good fit for you. Um, Absolutely. So like a lot of times you hear about people that will say, you know, I want a faith-based therapist or I want a secular therapist. I don't want it to be faith-based. And that makes a lot of sense because why, you know, if you believed that, if you were, if you had faith, if you were religious, you would want a therapist that shared that so that they would work from that sort of perspective. And if you weren't, it would not be helpful. Um, it could even be harmful. A faith-based therapist, you could also ask what faith. Because yeah. that's another thing that's like exactly. you know, right. a taboo question. But like, unfortunately, you know, you know, Christ- Christianity is, you know, the the default you know unfortunately but like you maybe want a faith-based therapist that's not christian right right Um, what if you want what if you want a muslim therapist like mm -hmm. so you'd have to or or a jewish therapist or it you know you'd have to ask most of the time probably to know for sure um and if they're gonna say if they're gonna claim that they're faith-based they should be able to talk about that with you because they've now made, they've made that claim anyways, that they're a faith-based therapist. And most of them do. And most secular therapists will say, I'm a secular therapist because they're, you're trying to say, look, if you're looking for this particular thing, I don't do it. I'm not for you. So when we do that as therapists and then as clients looking for therapists and it makes sense, we can do the same with political views because what happens if you are of the LGBTQ plus community and you go to a therapist that disagrees with that, that thinks it's wrong or, or sinful or even just thinks, well, there's nothing wrong with it, but it shouldn't be legal. Gay marriage shouldn't be legal, you know, whatever. Um, what is that going to be like for you as the client Mm-hmm. How uncomfortable would that be? And there might be a lot of therapists um, or just be like people in general, like, you know, will say like, I don't agree with it personally, but I don't mm-hmm. have a problem um, with, with people who, who identify that way. And so like uh, the therapist will then still take clients mm-hmm. Um which you have the right to ask about, like just because they put on their profile or whatever, or their bio, like LGBTQIA plus affirming, like you're allowed to ask, like, what are your actual views on this? You know, yeah. not just like, oh, you put it on your profile. Are you really though? Like you can, you're allowed what to is, ask. Mm-hmm. What does that mean to you? Mm-hmm. You know, because what if your definition of affirming is different than mine? And mm-hmm. what if tolerance is maybe what you mean, but not validation and acceptance? Right. And that's, those are different. And so, um, yeah, 
You're right. If it's well, especially if it's on their profile. Look, if you're advertising anything as a therapist, your client has every right to ask you about it and you should be prepared. So like if you're one of the this is a little side note, but if you're one of those therapists that puts like every modality and intervention ever like, you know, DBT, CBT, uh EFT, just like everything, ACT, everything. And they're, then your client is like, so tell, how are, when were you trained in DBT? I want to go from a DBT approach. Tell me how you use that. And you're like, oh, well, I just use um, techniques from it. Then don't, just don't stop advertising that you do all of these things. Mm-hmm. If you can't back up that you're, you're actually doing them. And this is the same with, if you say you're um, affirming, or if you say that you're secular, if you say that you're faith-based or whatever that you advertise, you need to, you need to be able to answer that. And the clients have every right and we're encouraging them to ask about it. Um, Yes. As part of the interview of, are you going to be a good therapist for me? Are we going to be a good fit? So, um, I, like, what are some ways maybe that a client could go about bringing that up with their therapist, asking their therapist about that? Maybe it's their first meeting with them. Maybe they've been seeing their therapist for a long time and they've just never brought it up, but now they want to. Mm-hmm. Um, like, what are some ways they could do that? Uh, I mean, I tend to just be like straight to the point. <laughs> And I, I would just ask, like... You would, yeah. I probably would preface it, like, it, like from the client perspective, uh, I, I would probably preface it with, like, I know that, you know, maybe someone looked down upon me asking you this question, but I feel it's important. Please don't, like, can you tell me, like, some about your political views? Mm-hmm. I feel it affects, you know, affects my treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you don't feel comfortable being that direct, um, you know, if there's a specific um specific issue or identity um that or policy or uh, politician or something that um you really has a big impact on you um you could bring that up specifically like rather than like what are your political views you could be like i'm curious to hear your thoughts on this policy or this politician or this issue because I think it directly affects my mental health. And um, it's something I'd be interested in, in mm-hmm. talking about in therapy, but I, you don't want to see it, you know, make sure we're on the same page or something like that. Yeah. I mean, might be how I would phrase I it. I think that's definitely a good way to go about it. Cause so you're taking it more from like a collaborative approach as a client of like, let's see where we both stand on this. And if it, if it meshes up enough that, you know, um, we'd be able to continue therapy, obviously if something very, very different was brought up, that would be a conversation in and of itself. But, um, I think another way you could do it as a client is you could just start talking about what you believe Mm-hmm. And see if that engages a conversation with the therapist. And if it doesn't, um, if you're not getting a lot of hints or reactions from them either way, sometimes therapists are really good at that. I'm not giving a reaction. Um, 
then you can just, what do you think about that? Do you, do you agree with me? Do you disagree? What, you know, what are your opinions on that? Um, and if you don't feel comfortable asking them at all, you could just see by their, um, the way they react. Like if they, um, seem like they're uncomfortable or if they, uh, don't really uh, uh, like deepen the discussion. Like they kind of steer the discussion in a different direction. Um, Or even if they don't say explicitly that they don't support whatever you're saying, but they like kind of beat around the bush or they say some things that are like microaggressions or um, stuff like that, that can kind of give you, give you a clue too and also remember at that at at this point you if you do find that your political views don't match up in a way that's really important to your treatment then you have every right to um find a different therapist Mm -hmm. um right yeah if it if it gets to the point where you're like i don't think i can get past that and you guys talk about it and you still can't get past it. Absolutely. You should probably find another therapist because it'll be weird from then on out for both of you. But sometimes, I think sometimes you can get past it depending on the views and the differences and how big they are and what they are. Um, and you can talk about it with your therapist and um, sometimes move past that if it if they're not you know totally aligned with you. I mean, everyone's going to have... A somewhat different view, but there are certain things that for me personally, and I can only speak for myself in this, there are certain things that I could not get past. And I think a lot of people probably have that too. There are certain things that certain topics or um, issues that they believe strongly in that that's aligned with their values and their morals that they could not get past if their therapist did not agree with that. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, another thing, um, is that you, it's, it's important to feel like you, uh, are not like, okay, sorry. I need to get my thoughts together. (laughs) It's important to feel like you can talk about anything with your therapist. Like, um, so um, we are both white. Um, and there have been one or two instances where I've had a client of color who is talking about a situation they had, um, where a white person offended them. Um, and then they would be like, and they were talking about how how this person was like talking about white privilege and, um, and the client got uncomfortable and they're like, oh, I don't want to offend you, Emily. Or like, I know you're white. Like, sorry. <laughs> and I'm like, come on. You know, like, no, like you can say whatever you would like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Like they it's care it's, about you. They like you. They don't want to upset you. But right. You're yeah. like, no, this yeah. is. A- and when I was when I was like, oh, come on. Like, I like <laughs> I get it. I, I, get, I get why why um, they're hesitant. Um but if you uh, if if you have you know that's something that I, I want to just make sure that people know that you know y- y- 
ideally your therapist would understand their privilege and will feel comfortable talking about their like talking about their privilege with with the client if the client has an experience with it um and you know if they if the therapist isn't trained in how to talk about that or doesn't feel comfortable talking about that then that's very limiting to the client like if i had gotten uncomfortable or offended then the client wouldn't be able to talk to me about that situation that has a really big impact on their life like they're going through their entire life every single day as a person of color Obviously, it's going to impact their mental health. I'm their therapist. I need to be able to talk to to them about it. Um, so that's yeah. something else I would encourage clients is to, I guess, not worry about offending your therapist of, that has privilege. And because if they're offended, then they're not the therapist for you anyway. So. Yeah. Well, right. yeah. And it's not like you, you're if you're saying something offensive, like, you know, being rude, being mean, mm-hmm. and it offends your therapist, it's a little different than if you're talking about your own experiences mm-hmm. and views of the world from, you know, from your perspective and your therapist gets offended. That's a little weird. Like, you know, we, sh- we should not be getting offended at someone's own um, experiences as a mm-hmm. therapist because that's what we work with their experiences. So, um, so they should be able to handle it. And from the therapist side, you know, look, I see a lot of, uh, these discussions in these therapist Facebook groups that I'm in where people, it's sort of split. There's some people that are like, absolutely talk about politics and social issues in session Um, it's extremely important. You need to, um, you know, advocate for, for these issues, any, any change you can get with your clients. And then there's people that are like, absolutely don't talk about it under any circumstances. Politics shouldn't be in the therapy session. And, um, I just think, you know, I guess I get where you're coming from when you don't want to talk about it, but I also think you need to like, uh, well, I'm trying not to be like super rude, but you need to wake up because yeah. it's 2021 and we're, I think we're at a point where you can't, politics is in everything. Social justice issues are in everything. You can't, and it, you can't be aware of them and then say, okay, but they're not present in this particular setting because they always are. They always are. Always your clients come with their own issues, with their own um, biases, with their own uh, discriminations that they have that have discriminations that have been done against them um, with all their trauma, generational racial traumas, um, gender traumas. I mean, you can't, all of those things are connected to uh, social justice issues, to politics, to government, to the law. All of that, you know, stems from that. It's a bigger system. And you have to be able to acknowledge it and understand it and hold it in a space that's safe for them. And you come as a therapist with your own stuff too. So Mm -hmm. 
it's always there. And once you know about it, you can't unknow it. It's like being ignorant of an issue that you have now been made aware of is not being ignorant. It's being compliant Mm -hmm. and it's being in agreement with the, you know, the other side. So if you're aware that your uh, LGBTQ client, you know, is facing discrimination by medical professionals, you know, because they don't, the medical professionals are not doing a a gender uh, confirming surgery or they're not, you know, uh, doing something else to help this person. Um, And you're aware of that and you know that that's an issue and maybe that's a hot debate topic and, but you try to ignore that in the therapy session, you're, you're, you're ignoring a whole part of your client and you're just sort of being compliant with the other side by saying, I "I don't want to talk about that. It's hmm? like, I I know you, you're trying not to be rude. I, I, I'm, I I don't give a shit. I mean, (laughs) I think that's fucked up, honestly. Like, to be a therapist, especially in this day and age, and say that that you shouldn't talk about politics or social issues with your clients, like, that is so fucked up. Like, no. Like, you need to get a different career. Like, that, like... Get get out of the like, get out of, get out of my office. I don't know. Like, get out of my office. office. <laughs> like, that's not that it doesn't work like mm-hmm. that that it doesn't work anymore and i mean it never worked but like right it like shouldn't now, have ever worked but it's yeah so and the people that, that made that the norm obviously it was white men who who didn't it didn't matter to them um you know because right, they weren't and, affected by it so right. and so like now we hear different voices are, you know, starting to speak their mind and, and there's telling us this matters. This affects my life. This affects my mental health. You are my therapist. You are treating me with my mental health issues. So we need to talk about this. Like it's, it's just, it's a no brainer. And right. right. Any therapist, like, like you said, that thinks differently needs, needs to wake the fuck up. So Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you can't, you wouldn't, we've, you know, I think we've gotten to the point finally in uh, mental health where we're not separating medical issues from your mental health issues. They ask you about that in intakes. They ask you about your physical health and the things you're doing to contribute to that and the struggles you're having and the medications you're on and things like that. They should be asking about that in therapy because your mental health is directly directly aligned with your physical health. Mm-hmm. We know that. So you wouldn't say, well, this is a therapist office. We're not going to talk about your physical health issues. Well, but they affect my mental health. I'm mm-hmm. depressed because of my physical health issues, you know? So, or I have physical health issues because of my substance use issues. And I need to have both of them, you know, taken into consideration. So we're at that point, but social justice issues, politics, things that are going on in the current environment in the country, all of that affects you just as much. So you can't Mm -hmm. take it out of, you can't take it out of the person. You have to see, if you're treating the person, you have to treat every 
part of that person. So that leads to four therapists. Mm-hmm. It's going to get really fucking uncomfortable. Um, it's going to get really uncomfortable, especially depending on where you work. So like for me, I work in a, a rural Southern community and in Kentucky. Um, so just to give you an idea of the climate, it's in Southern Kentucky mm-hmm. and it is like 98% white. And there is just a lot that I, oh, there's a lot that I hear from clients. And so it's difficult um, because if you don't, if you couldn't guess by now, um, and if you didn't already know me, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm progressive, I'm mm-hmm. pretty liberal. Um, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, so like that makes it difficult when talking about politics with clients in that I'm in the minority with my clients. There's a lot more of them that would disagree with me politically. Um, so what what does that mean? So it's great if a client comes in and they have the same political views as me and we just click and we can talk about, yeah, that's that's so messed up. That's so unfair. Like um, it's the systems issue. Like, you know, we can just like talk, speak the same language is what it feels like. But then when you have a client that they're looking at things very, very differently and um their ideas of what are causing these issues and who's to blame and how to fix it is very, very different than yours. That can be hard because my job as a therapist is to have unconditional positive regard for them. Mm -hmm. Even if they do things that I don't like, even if they say things that I don't like, even if they're people I don't like as my clients, they have, I have to have unconditional positive regard for them. And I've struggled with that. Um, how do I put aside my personal beliefs and opinions to serve a client that has different ones while also not agreeing with or, or being complacent or being quiet when they say things that I feel are unfair or unjust or just wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so like if there's, if they say something racist i i I feel like i have to say something you Mm -hmm. know i i have to say something right then and there if they say something homophobic or misogynistic or you know something like that i have to say something and that you can be walking kind of a fine line of i don't want to offend my clients so that they never come back because my job is to help them but i also have to have my own boundaries And I also can't let those things just go because they go against, it goes against my own values and morals. And Mm -hmm. so I'm sure there's a lot of, there's a lot of therapists out there depending on, especially the environment you work in, the population you work in, where you probably hear a lot of those things and you're like, oh God, that is so offensive. Like Mm -hmm. you're only saying that because we're both white. You know, <laughs> that's the only reason why you're we're having this conversation is because you assume that I agree with you, mm-hmm. and um, and I have to sort of draw that line. Um, 
Yeah, I think. I was just going to say one more thing. Like, I think there's also, you know, there's, you can draw that harsh line of like, sometimes I've had to say, you know, I understand that that's how you feel. I, I disagree with that. I don't want to hear that, you know, and, um, but this has nothing to do with your treatment and the reason why you're here. So I think we need to focus on your treatment. You know, that's one way to, if you feel like they're getting off on a tangent about something to redirect it back to what is the reason why you're here? We're not going to talk about, but if they're actually bringing up some things that you're like, okay, I could see why they might be concerned about that, or they might feel that way, or I could see how that certain, um, way of thinking, maybe it's a cognitive distortion that you've noticed that they're, they're just applying to these political views. You, that's treatment. You've got to address that, you know, so you can challenge that. And I think you can challenge it in a, in a way that's not, we're going to have a political debate right now, but it's sort of, um, let's really think about what you're saying and the information you're getting that from. And could there be other points of view? Um, sometimes that works. Sometimes that's enough. You know, nobody's ever challenged their um, logic. So they're like, okay, all right. I see what you're saying. I think that's so interesting. Um, You said that earlier when we were talking about this, like deciding on our topic. And I and I wanted to respond, but then I decided to wait until we were recording. Okay, that's <laughs> um, I think that's really cool, and that's actually something I haven't thought of before. Like to treat it like a cognitive distortion. So I mean, for people who don't know, cognitive distortions is like a a thinking pattern uh, that's not based in uh, it's not based on truth or facts or logic. It's just something we kind of do. Everyone does them. Yeah. So, and, for example, like uh, there's like black and white thinking. So only seeing things as all or nothing, not seeing shades of gray, um, filtering the positives, like only seeing the negatives, um, personalization, assuming that something is about you when it's not, magnification and minimization, making something a bigger deal or a smaller deal than it actually is. Um, and, um, you know, like, it's, a, it's from CBT, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, CBT is not my main, my main jam, but it's, um, I, you know, I, I don't, I think. It's got some good, solid, you yeah, know, stuff okay. in there to use. Yeah. Definitely. I'm not, um, I'm not a pure CBT therapist either, but it's right. got some good stuff, especially when it comes to your thinking patterns. Right. And I, it, it um, it's, I think it's a really good idea to um to address political statements with cbt i think that's i think that's um i just think that's a really good idea that's all i wanted to (laughs) that's all i wanted to say yeah i um i don't know where i like got that idea i just started doing it because i was like i was having these conversations so often of course with 2020 and every, you know, that you just couldn't escape politics. Um, especially when Trump became president. So really just the past four years, it was like, you just couldn't know everybody talked about it. 
Um, both sides were talking about it, different reasons. And I was seeing a lot of people that voted and supported for Trump as clients. And that was difficult for me because I wanted to just be like, ah, but you know what? Everyone has mental health issues and you have to, you have to yeah. treat everyone. So another, um, another, um, another point that I think is important is that a part of our job is to psychoeducate people. Yes. So yeah. Like, good point. Like a part of our job is to like give people factual information that will benefit their mental health if they actually have the factual information. Um, that's what we mean by psychoeducation. So like educating people on psych psychology topics, psychoeducation. Um, but you can and also do it for social justice issues. Right. Because and, like as mm-hmm. we've, you know, reiterated many times, social justice issues and mental health issues are very much intertwined. Um, so a part of our, our job is psychoeducating people, like finding the line between psychoeducation and imposing our views on people. And right, right. And so, so that's I find myself I find myself a lot of the time, you know, that's tends to be like, I don't, I I tend to go that route rather than the CBT or, you know, what you're describing. I tend to go like, well, I don't know if you're aware of this, but actually like what you're saying is factually incorrect. Like this is actually what this, what the research says, or this is actually, you know, what this is this is the you know th- these facts are actually the truth and i hear what you're saying but you know what i'm gi- i'm giving i'm like providing this information and then sometimes they go oh really huh okay i didn't know that and sometimes they don't mm-hmm. and at that point you know at that point i'm like okay even though i'm giving this person factual information and it's clearly not changing their mind like this could be seen as me imposing my views on them. And you know what? That's the point where that unconditional positive regard has to come in and you have to find a way to just kind of manage that. Um, I personally struggle with it a lot because it's it's something I struggle with just like even in my personal relationships, like when I have something to say, I like have trouble just keeping my mouth shut. Um, Not you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, believe it or not. Um, So, yeah, but I mean, I've definitely gotten much better at it when it comes to politics with clients Um, because it's just a skill you have to have. You know, you you just have to. And, um, you know, I personally just managed to, you know, see, you know, see the try to, you know, and and it's not hard to see the good in in, in all your clients, you know, because you do right. have you can usually find something, and that's sort of what you hold on to. Mm-hmm. Is there's you you find the person in everybody. I mean, you find mm-hmm. the human component in everybody, and you can connect with that, and you can disagree with them, and just think they are so wrong and so racist. But there's a human component to them. And sometimes that's that's all you got. So you hold on to it, hoping that maybe through their treatment, their progress, you challenging their ideas, educating them. And because I, I like what you said, giving them that education. I think that combination of both of um, the challenging it and giving them education is probably the best way, um, just like you would with 
any other sort of a false belief that someone may have, which you see a lot. Therapists see people with false beliefs a lot. That's a, a, a symptom. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I think maybe, maybe over time through exposure, through talking with you, their views start to change a little bit, or at least they start to be more flexible in the fact that, okay, maybe this other view has some value. Maybe these these people and what they're fighting for and what they stand for and what they want is not that much different than what I want. And, you know, hopefully they can make changes that way. That's kind of the hope because you can't, you can't change anyone. You're a therapist. You can't change anyone. And you're, you're just a a person. You can't change anyone. People, you know, have to change on their own, but you can gently present the information and present alternate ideas and, and a different path for them to take if they want, just like you would for working on behavior changes. Mm -hmm. And if they want to take it, they will. And Right. That's all you can do, I think, in the therapy room. Outside of it, you need to speak up. You need to advocate. You need to be loud about it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Agreed. And, of course, this is, you know, goes without saying, but we are two white therapists talking about this. So mm-hmm. our perspective of what that conversation is like in in the you know in the room in the session is going to be very different than if it, that's a conversation that maybe a therapist of color is having or um or an LGBTQ therapist or somebody that you know is part of a group that is experiencing a lot of um oppression and discrimination it might be a little different conversation for you to have with your client and that's fair <laughs> I can't tell you I can't say what that conversation should look like for you I just know what it looks like for me and and how I would handle it and and something else that I think is important for therapists um is to really like name our privilege Mm -hmm. um like if your client is talking about an experience that you have, you know, the privilege of not experiencing, Mm -hmm. um, you know, what I, what I do is, you know, I, I, I do my best, um, to empathize and to, you know, kind of take it, come at it from a learning perspective. Um, you know, I definitely back off a bit from the um, like reframing or like, yeah, you know, because if this is their experience, like if this is their experience, this is their experience. And, and right. our role, you know, my role as a white therapist is to validate their experience. Like mm-hmm. who am I to reframe? Like, no, like right. you're telling me this is your experience. This is your experience. Um, you know, and there are times when I, I don't, there's times when I don't know what to say, honestly. We, I mean, with this topic or with anything, I mean, that happens to every therapist when they're yeah. clapping and you're you like, nothing comes to mind. Like, don't know. Yeah, you're like, cricket. But, um, 
you know, but like when it comes to this um, politics or social issues, like, you know, sometimes I'll be like, I, I honestly, like, I feel, I, I just want to, you know, just validate your experience. Like, thank you so much for sharing mm-hmm. with me. Um, I know it's not an easy thing to talk about. Um, also keeping it in mind if they're not explicitly saying it, like, um, you know, so like if, uh, someone's talking about how they, um, don't feel safe walking down the street, mm-hmm. but they're not explicitly saying, I don't feel safe walking down the street because I'm, because I'm black. Mm-hmm. You know, it's our job to learn, like, keep in mind, like, okay, picture them walking down the street as a black person, mm-hmm. you know, like seeing it through, through their lens. Um, so there's a couple of other points I wanted to make. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, um, yeah, so really it all goes back to, I mean, th- those conversations are, are important to have and maybe you're ready to have them with your therapist now. Maybe you're not and that's okay. But at some point, if that's something that's been on your mind, if you're curious, if you don't already know, it, it doesn't hurt to ask. It really doesn't hurt to ask your therapist anything because what they choose to disclose is up to them. So um, you can ask them anything and they'll, <laughs> they'll tell you if they can tell you or not, you know? Um, but when it comes to something like political views or, or uh, anything that would be like ethical or moral or based on their values and whether those align with yours, that's, that's important. And you need to talk mm-hmm. about that and yeah. you have every right to know. Um, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, let's wrap up for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with friends and family. And don't forget to follow the show's Instagram for updates on new episodes at Just Mental Health Podcast. That is with a period between each word. This is Steph. And M signing off. Bye.